Welcome to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast, where we mix business, law of attraction, spirituality, and well-being with great guests and phenomenal stories. You'll hear hints, tips, and up-to-the-minute information on digital communication from an expert in her field. Pearl has some wonderful individuals in her networks, and she will be interviewing them all at some point in the future. Enjoy your listening. Hello and welcome to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast. Now today we have a real treat. This very special lady, I first met her 2012 and one of these people where you might not connect for years and we've just got back in touch, we've had conversations over Messenger and when you know you're aligned with someone everything just works and you know what I'm like with my spiritual bit and the law of attraction, everything just flows. So it is with a great pleasure I'd like to introduce you to Vanessa Freighter-Robertson, communications consultant. Hello, Vanessa. Hello, Pearl. Lovely to see you again. It is. It, I'm so pleased that we connected and it was, it was as if I mean, so many years have gone by. I've followed your journey throughout social media channels, but it was like we'd only said goodbye yesterday, the way we were talking and connecting. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It was like we had coffee yesterday and, and there was no gap because we just seemed to pick up where we left off, really. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Right then, are you ready for all these questions now? <laughs> <laughs> Right, yes. then, I now to launch into this, and now listeners, we're going to have a wealth of knowledge coming at us today, so make sure you've got a pen and paper. Vanessa, <laughs> can you describe your career path to date, please? Well, I started in, in marketing, in a traditional marketing executive role, working for Unipart down in Oxford. And because marketing was one of my electives on my business studies degree, I thought, yes, that's what I want to do. I was so excited about the job. I'm on the right trajectory. That's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And I spent three glorious years with them. They gave me a really good grounding in the, at the start of my career. It was wonderful. It was fabulous. I then um, moved back to Birmingham. And I did another um, marketing promotion, kind of HR communications role. Yeah, got a promotion, thought that was what I was going to do. And then I was made redundant. And this was in 2001. I felt like the rug was pulled from underneath me. I thought, woe is me. The whole world came down and I thought I was finished. And then when I sort of like... (laughs) When I got out of that worries me state, and I actually started to think about it and have conversations with friends who were consultants and people who worked in recruiting, I thought, actually, I can probably go and talk to people about doing some interim work while I'm waiting for the perfect permanent job to come along. And so I started doing um, internal communications and external communications roles, working for public and private um, clients. And I have to say, it was probably the best thing that's ever happened to me because I've got so much more experience moving around different organisations, moving around different sectors. I found that I was doing more studying, more personal development, 
and I was fine. I was adding more strings to my bow. So it was like then internal and external communications was what I was doing then. But I found in the last five years, I've kind of niched into internal communications and I absolutely love, love, love it. So I set up my communications practice three years ago and decided that I would go all in and become and do that. Now, with things that have happened over the last few years with IR35 and things like that, the landscape has changed. And with we all know we're in lockdown at the moment as well. So things you're having to pivot and do things differently. Um, so I found that in this quiet period, I've taken the time to, to work further on my personal development and look at doing more internal communication studying so that I can, when things go to the new norm, I can add more value. So my career path hasn't been completely straight, but I don't think it was meant to be. <laughs> so that, that's what I, what I do now. And I can completely relate to this. I mean, this is where we met as interim contractors. And IR35 is almost like a smack in the face, to be honest. Yeah. And I think private sector have an, a big awakening coming to them we've as we've both worked public and private sector with public sector it was a big wake-up call then when they brought in 2017 2018 and you saw the whole landscape for contracting change and I oh, think absolutely. and I think now it's the ones that are good at what they do they have to stand out above everyone else but like you say that's where we have to pivot Absolutely. And to the listeners, this is where I'm saying this is where it's the wealth of knowledge. Just listen to how Vanessa has changed things and put a spin on something so it goes in a different direction. So you still use your same skills, but you realise they're transferable and you can actually use them in other places. So I am... I'm loving this interview already. I'm going to have to listen to it again and again and take loads of notes. <laughs> from that I'm now going to ask you can you name three things that made you choose your current career and why you might have touched on that slightly but if you can go into a bit more depth I think because in in a way I didn't choose it it kind of chose me and, and I'm absolutely glad of that because it um Tony Robbins says something that I, I really resonates with me, that don't look at things that you think are initially bad as happening to you. Look at them happening for you. You know, so sometimes that struggle or that thing that you think is difficult, it's there because it's building that muscle, you know, that intellectual muscle or that, you know, that get, do it, get to it muscle. And it's, you get over that hurdle and you're in a much better place because you can handle the next thing coming. So I didn't choose it. It chose me. And I'm so glad that it did because I get a better work-life balance now. Um, I've got autonomy. You know, I can choose when I study. I can choose when I take my, my holidays. And I've got more time with my family. And, and it's also less stressful. It's busy. And it is really hard work. But it's hard work doing the things that you want to do for yourself and move the needle for yourself and your family so it feels like it's hard work going towards development of you and helping your family and contributing to your family so those I think are the three things of, of how I work and why I work the way I do. Thank you and that's that's so much useful information actually realising it and when that thing you said work-life balance 
I think that is something that we all need to look at for well-being and also to do what you love. If you do what you love, your passion comes through. And I can hear it in your voice. The listeners will. It's This is where I'm saying there's so much rich information coming through and the passion comes through. And we're both communicators. So <laughs> the passion yes. about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's almost a vacation. It is like a vacation, isn't it? Yes. To do that, because you really want the end result to help the people that you're communicating with. It's not about having a gold star for yourself. You do this because you actually want it to be a, a, a really good project that's delivered well, that resonates with people, lands well, and they're going to adopt what it is that you're trying to do that's going to help them. So it is like a vacation. Yeah. And I think as well with communication, there's far more listening involved than there is in actually communicating. And that's where people lose that. They don't realise by listening to what the client wants, by what the customer wants, listening to the audience, we then know how to respond. And it does, it, that, that's a speciality in itself. (laughs) It is. And it sounds so simple. And I think, a lot of people, when they think, oh, but communications is really simple, isn't it? It's just talking. It's just writing. It's just emails. And you're like, okay, let's break this down just a little bit because it's, there's so much psychology in there, understanding who you're talking to, understanding how they want to receive the information. You know this. I'm, I'm preaching to the choir, you know? So <laughs> do you know what I mean? But people who don't get it, they think it's simple. It's like, no, we just make it look simple because we have a craft and you don't see all of the hard work that goes behind that piece of communication, that information that goes out to people, that toolkit that helps them deliver what they need to deliver to their staff or employees, that sort of thing. So, yeah. I am loving this and I am remembering it's like I'm back in 2012 and I can remember when Vanessa joined National Grid and there was all these little whispers coming in. This lady's joined. She's fantastic. She done half nowhere stuff and everything. And it is such a pleasure to actually be sharing that knowledge now. So again, listeners, like I say, return back to this episode to this interview time and time again because with all things as we listen we always pick up something new as we go on and you suddenly think oh I didn't I didn't hear it that way last time so again just a wealth of knowledge I'm now going to move on so I'm now going to move on what key values does your business offer you I think some of the key things that I've found Um, that are really important to me are authenticity. You know, I've never been a person that's gone onto a contract and soft-soaked something or lied to somebody in order to to forward myself. I've always been um, quite an honest person because I'm thinking if I don't tell them the truth, they're not going to get what they want. They might not like necessarily what I'm saying to them, but they need to hear it. And as long as I say it in a respectful way and be mindful of, of, of the sensibilities, as all comes people, that, that's what you do, um, then I'm not gonna I'm not gonna, you know, pull the wool over somebody's eyes. So my business helps that with that. Does it always go down very well? 
well, no, if our values are not the same, <laughs> if your values are not the same as with the client, maybe it's better you part ways, right? You know, yes. that's, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So authenticity is a key thing. And also tenacity. I do what I say and I say what I do. You know, if I'm going to get something delivered for you, I will have done the work to see how long it's going to take I know that the third parties I need to work with, I know how long it takes them, I will give you a good timeline. Of course I put contingency in there because, you know, external things happen, but tenacity and making sure that I'm determined to get the job done and hit those goals. And that's why I keep getting called back time and time because people know that I will do that. So those are two of the key things, I think, for my business, what it affords me, yeah. Definitely. And again, I can attest to all of that. Having worked with you, you deliver and you deliver big time. And this is to the large corporates across public and private sector. This lady knows her stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Now, my next question I throw in just to make sort of mix it up a bit and to get people thinking. What keeps you awake at night? Yeah, this was one of the ones I was I was thinking about. Oh my goodness. I, I think it <laughs> I think it changes depending on, on what, what is happening. And I think um, you know, depending on what's going on in the world, you know, worldwide affairs, you know, I think this is something that it happens to everybody wherever you are. Worldwide affairs um, keeps me awake at night, but also, you know, my family's future you know, contributing to my family. Whenever you have um, challenging times, you think about your family, you think about your future, you think, oh, what do I need to do to future-proof our future so that I can pivot and move and and do different things? So I think those are the two key things that keep me awake at night, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Now, this, again, from a commerce perspective, technically we can work anywhere, but where and how? do you work best? I work from home best, I think. As, as a, I do work on clients' um, premises, but I find that the days when I'm working from home, I, I'm more productive, I get more done, and I find that in the evenings are, are my best productive time. But I've found that over the last, I don't know, six months to a year, I've changed my morning routine. So I get up, you know, I meditate, I pray, I, um, I look at, you know, starting my day off with either a walk or some working out. And I find that straight after that, I can then start my day. So I might then on days when I do that, I can finish earlier and have more time with my family. So I'm thinking, hmm, maybe that's the way to go. Because I find that when I start days like that, my day is much better. I feel more in control. And I feel like I win the day. You win your morning, you win your day. And I find that that is, that is becoming, I don't know, more prevalent in my life. I'm doing that more. So maybe morning, I'm a, I'm a morning person. I never knew that. <laughs> and anyone that listens to me will know that I use the S word a lot. So I'm going to say it here. Synchronicity. Every person I have interviewed has a routine. And nine times out of 10, it's a morning routine and meditation is always part of it. So the synchronicity of the people I'm drawn to that the listeners are going to connect with, 
there is so much that I can see. And that's why we've stayed connected, even if we haven't spoken as much, because we have so much synchronicity. Absolutely. I'm a big believer in that because I'm finding people who I'm, I'm, I'm talking to now, you know, in, you know, personal development tribes or, you know, guru tribes, or, I should, or coach tribes, the people I'm starting to talk to now, the new people, we all seem to want a similar kind of thing. We might have a different dream and a different goal, but the journey is very similar. And I'm finding that I'm talking to these people and we are simpatico. We just seem to want the similar things. And we all have the, oh yeah, my family doesn't really get me. <laughs> they think I'm a little bit odd or a bit weird and because we want this massive transformation in our lives so I think you're absolutely right there is that synchronicity with people and we find that we're in a different kind of circle of lights and those people elevate you rather than detract from you yeah. you know so I'm, I'm finding that more and more and more as I'm exploring this more yeah that is brilliant thank you so much and listeners I'm telling you, you can tell the energy on this call, on this interview, (laughs) is just brilliant. (laughs) Right, now, again, from communications, it's something you and I do. But what tools do you use that makes your work life easier? In this time, and I guess it's, it's really difficult sometimes to not, the time that we're in at the moment with, with lockdown and everything, I seem to hark back to it because that's what we're in at the moment. So I'm finding like Zoom has been absolutely vital. I think, you know, the amount of people that I, haven't, I can't see face to face, the courses that I'm doing, the calls I'm having either with friends or business people, the majority of the time, the platform has been Zoom. Now, I'm also looking at um, Facebook rooms, that new thing that's happening at the moment. I had a Facebook rooms call with one of my um, personal development tribe members yesterday. And I'm not sure, I have to look at the privacy side of that to see if they collect your data and all that kind of stuff. Because I think Zoom is is more encrypted. I'm not sure. You could probably tell me more <laughs> about that, um, Pearl. Um, <laughs> but... That is these 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 channels now. You're having to learn new skills because usually I'm a passive person on the call and it's all set up for me. Whereas now it's like, oh, I'm having to learn and pivot and learn the new technology and understand the nuances of it and everything. And I, I, to be honest, I've never been a slow study in learning new technology, but now it's like you really have to up your game. <laughs> You know, so it's it's like um, it's been an interesting time, and and I think that that platform has been vital for me because a lot of my my calls and networking and stuff has been on that platform. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Zoom wise, more and more people. I'm having quite a few interview set up on Streamyard, so I'm looking at Streamyard uh-huh. now. Uh-huh. Something to something to be aware with on StreamYard and some people say it's quite disconcerting with Zoom where you get the mirror image on StreamYard it's completely round the other way because I know often people will see my business picture I always have a plat and I always have it down on my right side on StreamYard it's on the left side because everything is back the other way so if you if you're going to show a logo that has writing on 
it will not yeah. display properly in Zoom. Ah, so yeah. it's things okay. to know, uh, not on Zoom, it won't display properly on StreamYard. And yeah. funny that you should mention this messenger group call thing. I, I think yeah. you're a member, I think you've recently joined my Facebook group yes. where I actually yeah. tested that. I okay. think for business and pr professional look and feel, I don't know that I'm going to use it. I set it up in the group and I had mm -hmm. two other ladies join. I mm -hmm. ran it from my iPad because I use Apple equipment and I was yeah. in the Safari browser and it would not load. It just, oh. Safari didn't like it to load at all. It won't let me do video messenger on Safari either. Okay. I did it on iPad. And it's more the way you and I would use Snapchat. You've got the yeah. chance that you can play with it and you can give yourself a princess tiara and you can do a background, okay. which yeah. is good fun. And for a mental health well-being side, if you're talking to a group of people, great. For uh -huh. business, I wouldn't say it's there. And because I was using the iPad and the other ladies on the call tested through um, a laptop and different things yeah. there is no record button so you can't record like we can with zoom so you couldn't use it again oh, okay. and yeah. also there was a chat option now yeah. in zoom you can see and you can see what's being yeah. said on the messenger option people could speak to each other without me as the instigator and the owner of the call seeing right. so if you yeah. had an unscrupulous salesperson that was trying to undermine what you were saying you would have no way of knowing whatsoever and the yeah. thing that scared me the most I mean whether Facebook are going to pick up on it because I'd shared it as a scheduled meeting in my group yeah. someone in my a group member went to look at it after the meeting had finished and clicked the button and started the group meeting up. So if anyone else had gone into it, I wouldn't have oh, been privy and they'd have used my information from my group to actually run a call. So I had to delete because you get the option. It, when you set up the meeting in the group, you get a link option that you can share. And I shared that link in the group so everyone could come on the call. Yeah. And because that link was there, it meant it was always a live opening to set up the call so I had to delete it I deleted that message because I don't know I mean it's quite new it's new technology that Facebook is rolling out yeah whether I should approach their development area and actually say look this is what I've found because yes I do think they've set it up yeah in this time because they've probably lost a lot of through traffic from Facebook that's going to Zoom. And we all know yeah. with Facebook algorithms, they like to keep you on their platform. So they will do Absolutely. everything to keep you in there. So yes, yes. In, that that's my feedback on the new Facebook Messenger groups. So that's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> good to know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Now, if I go on to this next one, some of my questions are quite long, so I have to take a great big deep breath before yes. I start. <laughs> what would you have done differently in your life if you'd known then what you know now? Oh, um, I thought about this one, and, and, and um, this could either be a really short or really long answer. I'm going to go 
try and get in the middle of it. I think when I was younger, I probably took myself too seriously. You know, sometimes, sometimes I think I could have lightened up a little bit, worried less. Um, I think it's the imposter syndrome thing. It's like, you think, am I good enough? I've always got to show up 100%. And sometimes I was very serious and, you know, and it was like, look, you're good enough. You're good at what you do. You just show up authentically and do what you have to do and deliver it. You don't have to give yourself such a hard time. So I think if I knew what I knew now, I'd tell my younger self, relax, (laughs) relax, (laughs) worry less. You got this. And that's, I think that's what I, w- I would have done, yeah. That, that is such brilliant information. And you say in that, just as you said, the word relax. My mm. dad has been telling me that for years. I used to come, I'd see parents, and first thing I'd do, I'd walk round the ground floor. I'd go into the hall and they've got tiles. And I'd get to a stage yeah. where I'd put my head down and I'd walk around and he'd say to me, will you relax? And it's because I was constantly thinking, what should I do? You get into yeah. that pattern. And now where we've both found that spiritual journey side as well, finally, yeah. finally, yeah. through meditation and everything, I'm yeah. learning how to relax. And this yeah. has taken me most of my life. <laughs> yeah. It, it is because you just you you get into this groove and this story that you've got to be perfect and you've got everything's going to be perfect or people are going to think you're rubbish and all this story goes through your head you know and 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 it's like no it's like if you show up authentically and you've you've done the work you've done the research you know what you're doing you've got the capabilities you've got this you know so yeah yeah. <laughs> And I say it again, I am loving this interview, the energy and the interaction, the listeners, you're going to just, like I say, keep returning to this. You're going to learn so much every time you listen. (laughs) Feelings mutual, Pearl. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. What is your biggest challenge and why? Right. I I think it's what I alluded to in the last one, imposter syndrome, it is, it is by far my biggest challenge. And it's a personal challenge because I think the way how I sometimes still talk to myself is a lot harsher than I would ever talk to somebody else. I would never treat my best friend the way that I treat myself. I'm hard on myself or I'm I'm getting better. I am getting better. But I was, you know, I can be so hard on myself and it's like, you would give your friend a break, you know? You are allowed to make mistakes, and mistakes are what people call research and development. It helps you learn. If you never fail in life, you either your goals aren't, aren't are challenging enough and you get everything you need to do with at first go, or you're not ambitious enough, one or the other. So it's like if you fail, you shouldn't look at that as a bad thing. You should look at that as a, oh, I've learned something from this and I'm going to be bigger and better the next time. So I think my imposter syndrome is my challenge because imposter syndrome never really goes away. And that's what I think people need to understand. It's never goes away, but you can dial it down, dial it down, and you can manage it with empowering beliefs, meditation, self-care as well. Because if you look after yourself, 
your brain is like, oh, they care about themselves. They, you know, and you get more self, self-esteem, you know, increases because you're looking after yourself. And the way you talk to yourself, you're teaching the world how to treat you. So sometimes if you're going, oh, that person really treats me really badly. And well, well, what did you teach them in order to treat you? You're teaching people how to treat you. So it's all these things that are wrapped up in that. And I think imposter syndrome, as long as we understand it won't go away, but you can manage it, then it's all good. But I think that is my biggest challenge yet. And I think that shows your professionalism as well. The fact that you want to give your best at all times and the fact that you mentioned allow yourself mistakes I shared a mistake I made on LinkedIn Mm be two years ago now and it was a big big mistake and I felt awful I put it right but because I shared it on LinkedIn and I said I made a big mistake probably the biggest of my career but I have put it right and I want to thank all these people for helping me Probably the most engaged post I've ever had on LinkedIn. I have one person that I hadn't known and he came up and he said, one, you are so brave. Most people on a social network would not say they've made a mistake because they're all about picking themselves up. And everyone else, and this is where it showed the respect I got and nurtured across all the people I'd worked with because it was something... I'd done and there was one piece of information I didn't know and I put my hands up to it and I went to someone else and where they'd fixed that one piece it broke so the client was in a state and I had to put it right and when I went out and I asked people and these are like senior people across central government heads of department they took people off their teams and said Pearl they're all there for you they will help you come and talk to us and when you see that, I'm getting goosebumps yeah. just talking about it because yeah. then you realise that's that's the earned thing. But like you say, if you're not brave enough to say, sorry, I made a mistake, you don't learn. Because so no. many people would rather put the blame on someone else because they're scared to admit it was them. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I'm sure you've suffered that and so have I. And yes. if they had just just owned up and fessed up and said, this is what's happened. Then it's about, right, okay, what can we do to resolve this rather than, you know, blaming somebody else. But people do that because if they're in a culture of fear and blame, they don't want to be blamed. So they, who's the patsy that I can can push this on so I don't get it? And, it, and, it, and it's a sad state of some um, businesses that that is the, the behaviour that comes out because that's the culture that they're operating in. So, you know, but I applaud you. (laughs) Thank you. you That's a brilliant story. But also where you say that culture, being communications professionals, nine times out of 10, we're brought in to help change that culture. So we are going to be the one that they look to, to say, oh, but she said that, they said to do that. And it's that, that change management communication piece, that strategic area that we need to manage and know it's coming and explain about the peaks and troughs. But some people adapt to it a lot easier than others. Yes. (laughs) That's a whole different call by itself. 
Well, <laughs> yes, and exactly. And this is where I'm going to ask now, where we are having such a great call, I would love to ask you back, Vanessa, so we can talk all things comms and just really show where we could learn from you. And can I ask, would you be prepared to come back and do another interview? I would be I would be absolutely delighted. I'm having so much fun. I think this is one of my favourite Zoom calls because there are some Zoom calls, John, you're like, just look interested, just look engaged. (laughs) (laughs) And you're trying. (laughs) But it's like, oh, but this, I I don't have to, you know, look engaged because I am engaged. So it's, um, yes, I'd be delighted to come back, yes. Brilliant. Brilliant. Right then, listeners, you know that. Make sure make sure that you subscribe to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast. So when we do the next episode with Vanessa, you know exactly when it goes live so you can listen to it there. Now, Vanessa, this one. Does the ego come in? I'm never sure when I ask this question. How okay. do you want to be remembered? Oh, um... I think I, w- I want to be remembered as an action taker. Um, this might sound a bit weird, but as, as the maverick that, because I am a maverick and I'm sure you are too, because of the way we work with fellow mavericks, we tend to, you know, <laughs> attract each other. So um, I want to be known as an action taker, a, a person who will take risks in the right way, you know, not just risks for the sake of it, but risks to get the bigger reward for the people I'm working for, for my family. Because I think if you play out big, you know, you cannot on your deathbed go, oh, I wish I'd done that. And I wish I'd done that. You know, nobody on their deathbed will ever say, oh, I'm so glad I played small. And I'm so glad I did it safe. And I'm so glad I spent all my hours at work and not with my family. No one says that. (laughs) So I want to be remembered as a person that, you know, played full outs um, and did things without fear. And yes, I made some mistakes, but oh my goodness, she left no, everything was out on the table. That's how I want to be remembered. And I can assure you that is, that, that's a shining beacon because all the work you've done, it just resonates with so many people. It really does. (laughs) Thank you. Right now, this one. This is always nice. It almost fits to quite closely to the career question I ask at the beginning. As a child, what did you want to be and how close to that dream are you now? Right. Someone else asked me this the other day. Um, and and it's, it's funny because for a long time, since I was about four or five, I wanted to be a teacher. And from about the age of about four or five up until I was about 11, Yeah, I want to be a teacher. That's what I like to do because when I was a kid, I'd get all my teddies and I sat them in twos all down the the sofa and I got my my board out and I'd teach them their times tables and then we'd do spellings and I'd do all of that and that's what I wanted to do. But when I got to school and I saw how certain people treated teachers, I thought, I don't have the patience for that. (laughs) I thought, oh my goodness, I just, I I couldn't take that. But then I found um, I've gone into communications. I am 
counseling people I'm not counseling I'm mentoring people I'm communicating to people I'm a Sunday school teacher I do you know somebody's asked me to be a mentor on one of their programs so that couldn't be any closer <laughs> you know what I mean so it's, it's like a kind of that passion or vocation inside of me didn't come out as a traditional you know in the school system teacher but I have got some of the traits of that that have come out of that. So I think it is quite close. And that, again, I can hear the passion in your voice when you speak about this and the listeners will hear the passion. And if you can talk about something with so much passion, you know you're on the right track and you're doing what your soul is meant to do. And it makes so much difference. Yeah. It does, absolutely. Totally agree. Now, this next question, I add, I mean, I know, Vanessa, you've seen that I love my shoes and I share my shoes on um, on social media channels. My other, love, <laughs> my other love is books. So this is maybe me. This is why I put this in. And I know it's not fair because I only ask you to name three titles but can you name three titles of your favorite books and why you've chosen them okay so the first one is the untethered soul by um, michael a singer and it and uh, the reason i really like this book it was recommended by one of my coaches um because it's a book that he reads and it talks about understanding your spirituality, understanding how to overcome adversity and overcome the suffering that you are creating by your own thoughts about something and let it come into your spirit and then go out again, you know, and how you get over that and how you bounce back. And I absolutely love that book. I'm I'm definitely going to read it again because I think, like we said before, the first time you read something, you know, it goes in, it's awareness. But the second or third time you read it, then it really resonates with you. And that resonated with me the first time, so I definitely want to read it again. It's a great book, fantastic book. Um, a second one is Millionaire Success Habits by Dean Graziosi. This guy, he's one of my coaches, so um, he's written this book. Um, and I read that book, and oh my goodness, it really did open my eyes to the things that you do on a daily basis will determine your success in life. It cannot be overstated that your morning routine, your objectives, the things that you do on a daily basis that move the needle towards your, the goals that you want are critical. You know, you, you, you it, it cannot be overstated because people always ask, well, what's the secret? What's the secret to becoming a millionaire? What's the secret to becoming a great orator? What's the secret? It's habits. It's your habits every single time and consistency, consistency, consistency. So I love that book. I absolutely love that book. And I do dip into it every once in a while to the sections that I just want to refresh myself on. I've also got it on audio because I, you know, it's nice to listen to it, to hear if you're driving or if you, you know, you're just, you know, doing pottering around it, you you can hear it. So that's my second one. My third one is the, um, it's an anthology. So it's a book of um, short stories and it's called The World's Wife. And I love this because it's just hilarious. 
absolutely hilarious. So you've got you've got to read that because, especially as a woman, because it, it it's reading stories from a woman's point of view. Um, so <laughs> it's it's a it's a good read. So that's why I like that one. All of these titles, some of them I have the Dean Gratiosi one. I have only yeah. got since we've been in lockdown. I I found yeah. I've actually I came across Dean probably this year in part of yeah. my my growth. And yeah. it's brilliant. And yes, I've got the hard copy. It's sat downstairs because it's turned up during COVID. I'm giving it so many days before I can actually bring it up and put it on my bookshelf. Yeah. Yes. But I do I do have the audio version as well. I listen to Green's to Dean's podcasts on um yeah. YouTube as well. And like you say, you can resonate so much with that and learn and the habits. When it comes to habits, time and time again, when you speak to successful people, and as you touched on on earlier on in the podcast, where you have your morning routine, it's a routine and it's a habit. And as soon as you know that people are disciplined enough to do that, they're disciplined enough to actually progress in life and get exactly where they want to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Critical. Yes. Oh, I've, I do. I could talk books all day long. I really yeah. could. I'd have to change my shoes. So I got both feet yes. in together. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I've just got visions of me carrying books in high heeled shoes and falling face first. Oh, no. oh goodness. Don't, don't. <laughs> Oh dear! Oh, you know, you you look stylish though. You you would be stylish, so that, that that's important. Oh, thank you, thank you, and listeners, you can hear, you can hear the fun we're having, and the knowledge we're sharing. The the energy on this interview is just brilliant. I'm now going to ask one which might fall back to some of the um, books that you've chosen. Who would you say are your key influencers and why? Okay. Um, I've got many, but I'll just, I'll touch on, on three. Um, the first one is um, John Asaraf, um, and he and his company called Neurogym. Now he's developed a lot of um, companies, but Neurogym is the one that I first came across because he's the one who got me started with personal development and thinking about it seriously about three years ago in October, yeah, October 2017. And he talks about innercising you. You exercise your body, so you've got to exercise your brain to overcome limiting beliefs and look at your money story. What do you think about money? What are your stories about that? Because they hold you back and you have to uncover them to understand what that's about. So you give yourself freedom to do what you need to do and not have this kind of, I don't know, dysfunctional um, relationship with money and also dysfunctional relationship with success. Because sometimes some people are scared to be um, successful. Some people are scared to fail, but some people are also scared to be successful because what does that say about them and the people in their circle? Because then they're not in that circle or they might have to move away from that circle. So he calls it inner sizing. And like if you meditate or inner size your brain, 
and do positive affirmations, that has an effect after like, I don't know, 60 days or so. They say that, you know, in order to get a habit, it can take anything from 35 to 60 days in order for that habit to be in place. You have to keep at it. You have to keep the consistency. So I started doing that in October 2017. By December 2017, I set up my business. And I had been procrastinating about this for 10 years. And after three months of working with him, I went, yeah, going to do it. I'm going to set up my business. So that's testimony to me changing my mindset and, and listening to this guy. And I think that really helped me. Then the second guy is Dean Graziosi, which we talked about before. This guy knows how to motivate people. He understands how if you find what your inner core, your soul calling, what is your why for getting up in the morning? What is your why in life? Whether that is you're a carer for your parents, you've got children, you've got um, people you look after. What is your why? And if you think about that, you can achieve almost anything you want because your why is so strong and so compelling that it propels you out of bed in the morning. You can't wait to get up in bed in the morning out of bed in the morning because your why is so strong so he's been a key influencer for me and then the third person I'm going to mention is someone I've come across quite recently and that's Lisa Nichols um I started listening to her 30 day diet of possibility and she did that through um, COVID so she started it just as we were going down on lockdown and we just um finished it but it was amazing because she talked about, you know, even though we are socially distant, we're not disconnected. And we were looking at all of those sorts of things about self-development and things, what we do in here and looking at our stories again. And people might say, yeah, but why do you need three influences? Because they all do things in a slightly different way and they're covering slightly different things. And some people have three or four coaches. If you look at sports people, they don't just have one coach, do they? They have different coaches for different things. So those are my three influences that I'm going to mention. I've got many more, but those are the key ones, I think. Thank you. And the information you've just shared with that is so, so strong. And I can see, like you say... Yes, I have coaches, but like you say, it's different coaches for different things. You don't go to a yeah. sports coach to do a speaking event. You no. go for completely different things because they all excel and specialise in different areas. So, yes, Absolutely. love this. And like we said, listeners, we know you've heard Vanessa say she's going to come back. And this is going to be probably, I can see at least two more podcasts from this where we talk just about influencers and sort of how they've input into your life. Yes. Thank you so much for this. And now we move on to the longest question I think anyone ever considered, quite why I've added it. So I have to make sure I get this right. If you could share a great meal with anyone, alive or dead, what would the meal be and who would it be with? Okay. I'm going to cheat a little bit. I couldn't just do one, so I've done two. So forgive me. Bear with me. Sorry, I'm cheating. So the first one is Nelson Mandela because... um, He's a person that I would dearly love to have sat down with to understand the the challenges that he faced, 
how on earth did he go through that decades in prison and still maintain this? Um, that that it, it's that kind of it's a very similar thing. It's like Nelson Mandela or Viktor Frankl. He went through the, the Nazi concentration camps and he a, was able to find his hope yeah. to get through that. And I think Nelson Mandela, very similar, found his hope in order to see the oppression and have compassion for all people and understanding that fairness for all will help us all be fair and have a good life. And, and, and I just would love to sit down with him. And the meal would be very light. It would be like sea bass and al dente, al dente um, asparagus or green beans, because I'd want it to be light because I want to ex- concentrate on what he's saying. And I have to worry about what am I spilling down my, my dress, you know? So that's the reason for the meal. Lo- lovely and gorgeous, but lovely and light so I could concentrate on what he was saying. And the second person would be Nina Simone in a cafe in Paris somewhere. And I'd request that the, the cafe would play her music in the background. And I'd want to understand about her challenges, but also just talk to her about, oh, can you tell me about your classical music training and, and how you did that and how you then, you know, use that training to go into popular culture and how did you do the crossover I, I i would you know would love to sit down with her but i probably have monkfish and green beans instead <laughs> oh i love that as soon as you said nina simone i got goosebumps and the thought of sitting in a cafe enjoy oh that would just yeah. be absolutely be yeah yeah because she spent the second half of her life in, 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 in France, didn't she, in Paris, because she couldn't take what was going on in America. And they, they treated her much better in Europe than they treated her in her homeland in America. So she, she had this whole love affair with, with France. And, and, yeah, and I've seen documentaries of her and I thought, gosh, wouldn't it be so great just to sit down and, and listen to her and talk to her? That would be amazing. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I love your choices. I really do. You've got me thinking what am I going to have for tea now as well. <laughs> <laughs> we, I, I did get some sea bass. I think that's, that was, I got, we got some sea bass the other, the other night and, and we did it in a sort of like a butter and herb sauce and it was, it was lovely. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Now, this time the time has just flown past. We're almost at the end of the questions. What? Now, yeah. these these two, this is where you blow your own trumpet. You share everything how people can connect with you. So, again, yes. listeners, this is where pad and paper, pen and paper comes out, and you take all this down. I always add these links into the description of the podcast but make sure that you get it straight from Vanessa. So Vanessa, what services or items do you offer to your clients or customers? Okay, so as, as I alluded to, I, I've got a communication practice and I um, concentrate predominantly on internal communications. So I go into it, I call it helicoptered into a company and I talk to the C-suite managers to diagnose what it is that they're looking at. So they have an objective, they have a new um, process they want to put in place, whether it's an IT system or they've got new policies and procedures, and they want to communicate that to their employees 
they want to increase adoption rates because looking at something that's happened before hasn't really worked. So I then come in and look at what they've done before, look at what's happening now, diagnose what I think they need to do, get agreement from them. I then develop the communications strategy. I then then develop the tactical um, day-to-day communications plan and I manage that. So I work with third-party suppliers if they need to come in and do any um, artwork or any events that need to happen, experiential events or guerrilla marketing events where you have, you know, physical stands that help people understand what the company's trying to do. I then also look at the results of those particular campaigns and the communications and do um, a results analysis to see where we are, what we've done, and track that against where they want to be. So that's the service that I offer to people, um, an internal communication service. That is brilliant. It really is. And like I say, listeners, make sure you've taken down all these details. Um, Vanessa, do you have any special offers or anything at present that would-be customers and clients could say, right, yes, we want it now and they can grab it? Well, it's not for my internal communications. It's not so much a special offer. I mean, the first meeting I have with people is is free, you know, to, to, to do the diagnosis, to understand whether it's a right fit or not. Um, that is free. So I guess that is the... Um, the offer that the initial meeting and consultation to understand what it is that they want is free. But also what I'm looking to do, because I do mentoring and coaching as well, I'm looking to develop that as part of my offering. So I'm looking at life coaching and personal development. So what I say to people is I would offer a 30-minute free consultation clarity call with people. So they can say, well, I want to get here in life, but I don't know how to get from A to be and as a coach I don't tell them what they need to do but I help them and give them the tools and the hints and the tips that actually help them a coach holds your hand and helps you uncover the answers that are already within you so that's what I'm looking to do with people so I would offer people a 30 minute clarity call to see whether that's in their health and fitness, whether I've got a problem with their finance or whether they want a, a promotion at work. I'd, I would break it down for them and say, right, initially, this is what I think, you know, you might be looking at. So what is it that you want to talk about? What are the key things in life that you want to get? So I would offer a 30 minute clarity call. That is absolutely fantastic because as you were talking about the communication side, I'm thinking, I'm sure you can coach. I'm sure you're coaching. (laughs) (laughs) So just it's just perfect. It really is perfect. And now it's time the time has gone so quick. I know, where did it go? Time, time flies when you're having fun, Pearl. <laughs> oh, it does. It does. But we know you've said, everyone, listeners, we've heard, you are going to come back and we are going to do, I'd say, at least two more podcasts when your schedule allows. Hey. Because you've got so much yeah. to share. <laughs> so much to share. Thank you, Vanessa. It has been a well. pleasure speaking to you. Thank you. And, and likewise, likewise, Pearl, it's been the fastest hour this week so far (laughs) it's been a pleasure so thank you thank you for inviting me along thank you 
Thank you for listening to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast. We hope you have enjoyed the content shared. Please share with others who would like to enjoy these interviews and discussions. If you would like to support the podcast, please follow the link in the episode description. If you want to be a guest on the show, reach out and let's discuss next steps. Until the next time, enjoy your listening.